Welcome to Grumblings from the Cheap Seats. We're here for episode number 11. We've got a really good one for you today, especially because I'll admit that I have uh, not really looked at the agenda. So um, it's going to be a good one. Sorry, we're on take three of intros. So we're going to start. Take three of intros. We each farted once during the intro. I'm sorry. Um, This is news to me. There's an agenda? (laughs) Yes. And you're you're on the chain of where the agenda goes every time. Oh, it's, it's tattooed weekly on my lower back. Yeah. Ah. Well, this took a turn. Let's explore that. Let's stop and explore that. So, um, uh, let's, about, let's, that, about that agenda. Let's move forward. So, um, we should say we got back a few days ago from our, uh, from our uh, retreat, where I guess this is where the lower back tattoo was explored between Will and Joe, uh, mm-hmm. where we we watched the Blue Jays return home from a a uh, blanket hung from a bunkie um, on a projector uh, outside. It was pretty fun. So what do you guys think? Jays are back home. What do you think? Are, are we talking about the bunkie? Or... We're talking about what do you think about the bunkie? No, we're talking about what do you think about the Jays being home? I mean, I can't, I don't think there's any doubt that it seems to have had a positive impact on them. Uh <laughs> No, it's it's fantastic. Obviously, they're. I'm, I'm glad they're back. Um, I could have done without the overkill sappiness of one commercial after another about the welcome home. What was that song they kept playing over and over again? Um, oh, I'm I'm coming home. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, they used the other one first. But yeah. don't they use that every spring training as well? Is it? I don't even know. Yeah, but it's, it's Joe. You were weepy. I was weepy. Everybody was weepy. Was Montoyo fun. was crying. Montoyo was crying. He, we we did get to see video footage I, of Montoyo playing the bongos in his I, in his yeah. office. I, I don't believe that I don't believe that he was crying because of that. I think he like sat down on his balls by mistake, and then like as he got up, he just so happened the camera caught him at that exact at that exact moment. That's that's it, what it, I think. He's obviously an emotional guy, and it was kind of nice. But I I felt bad for him at the beginning. You know, they, they tried to do. I guess a very varsity football, NFL football um, intro. And yeah, whatever, everything looked nice. They had the balloon arches and they had all the uh, first responders waving flags and the big tunnel. But you, you can't send your 56 year old manager out as the pace car when you got a bunch of guys in the uh, <laughs> all jacked up in their young 20s <laughs> trying to get out to the diamond. and. It's sort of like, oh, oh slow, slow, slow okay. down. We, we caught Charlie. Slow, okay. slow down. Can and, you imagine? Like, can you imagine if um, uh, what's his what's his face? Uh, do we have like a what's his face? We should start a drinking game for all the listener for the listener. Every time I we say what's his face or what's his name. Good, good old, good old, what's his face? Yeah, no, we're gonna get t-shirts. Um, third, th- crazy third baseman for the Blue Jays who uh traded to Oakland for Donaldson. What's uh Brett Laurie? Brett Laurie. Imagine if Brett Laurie was on this team. When he was coming out there, he would have like grabbed Montoyo and like taken a bite right out of his thigh or something like that. <laughs> Just runs from the back of the pack and drop kicks him in the back of the head. Eating like a live chicken. Let's go! <laughs> Just starts punching babies in the first row. Yeah. What I what I found hilarious. I mean, on the one hand, it's nice that they honored home plate lady. Yeah. Uh, nice. But on the other, but on the other hand, it's it's kind of sad that she doesn't have a name. Well, and and it was. I, I like the whole idea of they had, you know, the four people representing the city throwing to the four all-stars. I, 
Who were the other three again? I can't remember. So there was. Um, I think there was Drake, yes, home plate, home home plate lady, and dark uh, guy from the Maple Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> they had. So they, uh, they had. They, in all seriousness, they had one guy who had COVID and was on a ventilator, recovered. And then a year after he was admitted, won the first Jay's Care 50-50 um, ticket. He, he won like $300,000 or something. Then they had, this was actually the cool story, and this was kind of nice. They had a representative. I don't know how the kid got picked, if there's some nepotism or whatever, but um, there it was like a Northern Ontario Junior Baseball League, so I don't know, like pre-teens and teens. And when um, the season was canceled right at the start of the pandemic, um, the league reached out to all the parents and actually offered well, offered refunds, but also presented that they were considering keeping the registration fees and then donating it um, to COVID-related charities. I think it went to like a first responders fund. And then they actually, the kids actually raised more money in this little baseball league. I think of like six, six or eight teams came up with like 50 or $60,000 and one kid threw out the first pitch. And then the other one was a TTC driver and this whole thing was... You know, he represented the people that kept the city moving. But so they had the three people that were all able-bodied and able to throw, and they threw to um, to Oscar, Bo, and Simeon. But they gave home plate lady Vladdy, and there was this, 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 this awkward like two-minute standoff of of her standing there not knowing what to do, and Vladdy crouched not knowing what to do. And they just kind of incrementally got closer but and closer. She's very old. Closer. Well, she's extremely old. And 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 Vladdy's very young and allegedly doesn't really speak the language. And there was this like, what do we there was no forethought or planning. I mean, it ended up being a nice moment. They kind of met in the middle and she handed him the ball. Well, to be, fair, to, to be fair, to be fair, I thought I had heard that the Jays got back at like four in the morning. And I'm sure they, I'm sure that I, I'm sure that day they're like, hey, Vladdy, this old lady's throwing to you. And he's like, whatever, boss. That's yeah, exactly no, they, what happened. They, they went straight to the ballpark when they got back from, I guess it was Boston. And yeah, no, there's like Joe said, um, Charlie went straight to his office and played his bongos. And it was a big moment for guys like Manoa and Kirk and Springer. They got to walk out onto the, they're, you know, they're, they're playing, you know, fake batting practice at 4.30 in the morning. And until, you know, finally someone was like, hey, we, uh, we got to go to bed. And then they all just left. Yeah, well, I, I wish it would have been great if they, like shot her out of one of those hot dog cannons, or those, <laughs> right? And shot her right, like right into what? Vladdy. That, that would have ended so well. <laughs> I think it would have been. I think it would have been better if the if the uh, home plate lady like fired like a eighty five mile per hour fastball like right at Vladdy and like took him out for the season. <laughs> would have been. Um, her name's her name's like uh, Peaches McGee, and she pitched in the women's only league in nineteen twenty four. I just, I just, I just. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was her request to not release her name. Probably. Um, right. But it's kind of, you know, but at the same time, she may know, not know her name. I guess that's, that's very true as well. <laughs> what was even worse is the Jersey they gave her, they didn't give her a number and it just said home plate lady. And it looked like one of those like jerseys James gets from China. I, I don't get any jerseys from China. Yeah. Like your Waddleson. Waddleson. <laughs> um, uh, a question about the bus driver. Was he like the Bremner route guy? And they're like, hey, hey, buddy, we need another guy. He's like, what's, what's that? Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Okay, well, that was useful. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to take a shit on your joke. Um, 
I'm, I'm reading, uh, I'm reading some, I'm going to read some articles about who the real, uh, the real uh, home plate lady is. This is uh, very interesting. Are you on her Wikipedia? She has, there, there's fake Twitter accounts now about her and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and they're pretty funny, actually. So, I mean, but the Jays are back home. So all, all of that aside, I think it definitely has had a positive influence. I, I got to say like that, I've been to Jays games in lean years where there's 15,000 or less there um, and it's quiet. These mm-hmm. 15,000 crowds are loud. Oh, like, it's great. Yep. Like it's, it doesn't, if you were just listening on the radio or watching and not looking at the crowd, you wouldn't know that there's only 15,000 people there. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm happy that there's crowds there. Um, but just from a, like, you know, COVID point of view, I still think it's too early to have that many people crowded together, but that's well, just, did, didn't they split it? Like, isn't there like a, Sort of the bulk of it. It's sort of a vaccinated section. Not really. You had to prove vaccination. I just bought tickets today for September. Oh, did you? Uh, and like, uh, like and eight tickets. And um, there's like the socially distanced section, which is like, and it kind of has like a thing like, you, you don't want to sit here though. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then it's all crowded behind kind of like along the baselines. Um, and it doesn't, I didn't, I frankly, I didn't read the terms and conditions, but it didn't say there was nothing overtly that came out and said, but you have to be vaccinated or this or that, but I'm not too worried about it because everybody I'm going with is, um, but, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too overly concerned about it. I mean, they're going to do everything they can about being outdoor. Well, uh, Sure. But, but the thing is, is you, you still ha- like, look, as a personal choice, I, I'm not ready to go back to the games. Yet, so it, I don't really care because I won't sure. be there. Sure. I'm happy. I'm happy. Everybody else have a great time. Like, it's fantastic. Um, but, you know, it's one thing to you're sitting down, but you still have to go through those narrow hallways to the concession stands. And it's not like there's not a lot of room. Right. When you remember what it's like going to those concession stands, lining up there. I can't imagine. I, I don't think that, that I think I think that that's modified. I, I just can't remember. Well, and I imagine they've kind of spread it out and they've limited. I mean, it really. Uh, we we we've been there on some crazy days when there's thirty to forty thousand in there. I mean, fifteen thousand spread out. I mean, you're well, right. you still you're right. have to you still have to funnel out of the stadium and get on the bus, get on the train, get on the subway. Like it's it's just. Look, I know everybody wants to move on, but we're not quite there yet. But anyway, whatever all the power to those people i just i'll be more careful than them that's all no well, i think that's the beauty of it like it everybody's kind of going at their own pace um we're certainly cautious but trying to gradually get back to sort of what we're used to with restrictions i mean we ate in a restaurant two weeks ago which you know it's hard to believe it's been 18 months since we sat down inside a restaurant and yeah, the first five minutes, you're kind of thinking about it, but then you kind of just adapt. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that I'm going to go to any place that's mobbed. I mean, I felt pretty good in this place because it was, it's small to begin with and they were running at under 50% capacity. So, you know, there were maybe 20 people in the entire restaurant. So, uh, I mean, I, either way. I mean, I think I'm going to feel awkward there to be honest you with always you. feel awkward yeah and, and you in the restaurant was it just like normally like hey you put some pants on no that's how i guess you went to a like, chinese restaurant i went to a chinese restaurant with no pants yeah I, I, i'm I, sorry I, is that what that accent was well, <laughs> what did it sound like i'm not gonna say 
Hey, honey, put some pants on. <laughs> That's better. Yes, I went to a country breakfast place as Winnie the Pooh. I, I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get canceled. That's, by who? I don't know. Edmonton. You, you uh, want to see me stir my coffee? <laughs> um, no, but I think I'm going to feel like weird there. But like for my part, um, I don't know. I'm, at that point, I'm going to be one week away from being basically exiled from everybody again because school's going to start. Um, and I, I don't really care what people around me are going to do, but I'm going to, I know, I'll keep my mask on. I'm not really going to eat anything there. Um, and they're doing screenings. That's about all they're doing. I was just reading. There's no uh, indication for tests, but like this past several levels of, um, of um, this plan passed the city, it passed the province, it passed federally, and they've been very cautious. So I'm fairly comfortable with it. And what have they been home now for? For a week, um, yeah, a week tomorrow. A week yeah, tomorrow. It, Maybe I'll know more by then. Uh, but like, there certainly hasn't been any uh, any. Uh, it, it's too soon, maybe. But there hasn't been any. Doesn't seem to be any outbreaks yet. But maybe by next week, that'll become more clear. No. Like, look what's happening. Is isn't there's a, there's an outbreak going on with the Yankees right now, right? And the, and they're they're in Miami, or yeah, or whatever, right? And and the Jays are going there. Uh, soon, right? In the next week or so. Yeah, well, they're, they're, going. They're, they're already talking about tightening that up, and that's wow. that's. But that, I mean, that's that's stupid. The U.S. is different. Players. Well, and it's yeah, but they got to come back. Right? Yeah, but the players are the players who are positive are like put in a <laughs> like in a cave somewhere. Um, you know, they're better. Those players are better screened and tested and everything than we are. And, and they're, right? they're they're locked away for at least ten days, and. I, I think they're quickly learning that. I mean, everybody knows that Florida is a shit show. Florida has been a shit show for 18 months. Um, they're they're going to highly, highly, highly tighten that up. I'd be surprised if when the Jays go down, they're not going down under regular or, or sorry, they're going back under what regular pandemic restrictions were. They're not going to be out on the town. They're not going to be. Really? Uh, Have you not seen these party animals? You yeah, saw that I, video. Like, I don't, I don't believe for a second that these guys are going to just sequester in their rooms and, and they, they won't have a choice. They will like, if those are the rules. They won't have a choice. They, they did it. They did it for how long? Do you think they're going to throw everything away because they really want to go to a strippers in Florida? Yeah, but then how did Hernandez get COVID? How did Matt's get COVID? Well, Matt's like, isn't vaxxed, and, and Hernandez got it right at the beginning because his sister had it. Like and yeah, that, that was at the beginning. That was pre-vax. Oscar had it pre-vax. It wasn't pre-vax. It was they were they, they had the vaccinations in the U.S. for how long now? <clears throat> the the Blue Jays yeah. hadn't been vaxed. That no. was part of the thing. Like the, the they went through a really bad slump because Oscar tested positive. They started vaccinating a week later, and then that's when Guriel and I think another guy had a reaction to the Jansen thing, and they had like half their outfield gone for a week while they were waiting for Oscar to come back. But Matt's Matt, no Matt's is Matt's is a, he's the anti matzer There's going to be guys mm-hmm. like that, but no, it, yeah, T. Oscar got it, and there's teams that have been ravaged by it, and there's teams like what's going on in Washington right now is they've got six players on the COVID list, and four of them are vaccinated and and asymptomatic. Like it's it's but, gonna... but but that's the point though is that it, like you can still like. It doesn't mean you can't get it because you're vaccinated. It just means that you're asymptomatic. But that's the whole point, though, is that like it, it is that is it's not that you can't get it, but it's meant to it's meant to render it 
it's not keep, it's not lethal. It's not a big it's not as big of a deal. It's meant um, to keep you out of the hospital. They're meant to keep you out of the hospital. And you have to remember that like that that in the US, they're only sitting at I think less than 50%. And yeah. they're stalled. And now they're talking about potentially having to have boosters for the, even those who are vaccinated because they're, they don't have enough people. We're not in that spot here. We're, we're probably by September, we're going to be sitting at 80% double, double vaxxed yeah. um, in Canada. And Toronto, I think, is already, uh, Toronto specifically, I think, is, is higher than the province on a whole, which is what's important. Yeah, Toronto's done great. So I'm not, I don't know, I'm not too concerned about it. But hey, listen, if you like... No, if, it's not. Uh, it's not about being concerned. It's it's just about. Listen, stop arguing coming. about it and just like. Okay, that's true. Just, just go, go ahead. Just, just kidding. Just, I don't know. Just fine. Don't kick it to but... Oscar Hernandez. I will lick him, and if you don't like it, <laughs> I'm kidding. What I think, were you, what I, think were you gonna I think say? that's part of the if you, when you run if you do the run the bases thing with the junior Jays. Yeah, I, I do believe that Tay Oscar stands in a random spot where he can be licked. No, yes. there's three. There's three options. You can either lick Tay Oscar. <laughs> Run your hand through uh, Bo Bichette's hair, or run your hand through Oscar—not uh, Oscar, um, Buck Martinez's hair. Which I'm going to pick. That's the option I'm picking. I'm going to run my hand through his hair. No, I, I, I would want to. I want to touch Guriel's hair. That is some. Oh yeah, that's true. That's some fantastic do he's got going on. It's, it's, it's like true. Grass. Yeah, it's true. Like that is that is just how how it, it's like. You can only describe it as shapes. Like I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I just think at some point we're gonna have to like you have to move. I don't know. You have to move forward at some point. I don't know. Like I I, I think I'm at the point now where I'm not gonna say me. Maybe I won't use me as an example because I'll talk a big game. But I think if the government came and they said we're in another lockdown, I, I think I don't think you no, but, have as much. Okay. Yeah. But, but let me give you an example. The thing is, like, we're all double vaccinated, right? But you got this Delta going on. I got again, four. I have four vaccines. I don't know that's about fine. you guys. Yes. Okay. Um, and count chocula. I was. Does that count? This one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and I know this is this sounds more American than what's going on here, but you can still get the Delta variant, and you can pass Correct. it. Correct. Yes. Your your kids are under twelve, and cannot be vaccinated. So you could come home and pass it to your kids. And my understanding is that this Delta variant is actually affecting kids much differently than it. Than, well, then maybe they that? shouldn't, maybe they shouldn't have dressed so sluttily. Yes. Yes. That's, yes they, 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 they asked for the COVID. <laughs> but they're actually like they're saying there's children under 12 now. And again, this is American, but there's children under 12 that are in ICUs on respirators, on oxygen. They said this is. They said it's night and day from what COVID was doing to the children in, in the uh, original. But we, have, but, but we haven't COVID. seen that. We haven't seen that here, right? So I think no, I need I'm to just see that saying here. if we put our guard down, right, and we start getting taking it too easy before we're we're fully know what's going on with this variant. Uh, but but I also think that I, I don't think they'll ever say this, but I think that allowing some uh, events like going to a Jays game. It's kind of an experiment. You got to see what's going to happen, right? Um, and you're going to have like a full month. And I, it wouldn't shock me, to be honest with you, if like in the next few weeks, we get a note saying, you know, you're getting a refund because no more fans allowed in the stadium. It wouldn't That wouldn't shock me. But anyway, either. my point is that I don't care what everybody else does, like all the power to you. I'm just saying I am still being, I, I'm still being cautious, right? Because I, I think 
this this variant and there might be like another variant after this variant right like this this thing is crazy could be, adaptable could be three variants right? we haven't caught yet yeah and i mean my, my whole thing is this delta variant that everybody's been talking about and yes it exists and yes it's more transmissible and, and yes it affects people differently it's been here for like three months that's the point is that and, it, and we we haven't had that spike because we've got the higher vaccine i mean you look at you look at where it's blowing up right now it's blowing up in missouri it's blowing up in louisiana it's blowing up in florida and it's blowing up in texas and those are the four lowest vaccinated states that's that's exactly right and the other thing about a virus and and that's what's one of the things that's weird about this one and uh and uh, I know we're supposed to talk about sports, but like, hey, whatever. Yeah, this is this is you know, grumbling from the doctor's bench. Yeah, um, master doctor. That's what we're master, that's what we're doing. Um, the the thing about a virus is that it's not supposed to get more deadly. It's supposed to get less deadly because if everybody dies, it has nowhere to live, right? So it's 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 not supposed to it's not supposed to evolve to become deadlier. It's supposed to evolve to just be able to live. Um, to uh, to live with its host. Yeah, but then um, but then I saw a thing, and again, I'm gonna, gonna I'm not gonna say this correctly, but I saw this incorrect thing with Fauci, right? Where where he was explaining that this is different than other viruses, and that like what you're saying is how they expect a virus to react, but they're saying that this thing evolves and becomes more adaptable, like it's finding its way around um, whatever safeguards we're putting up right and yeah, then but, but look at the spikes in, in in the people in icu and I, I your point about the kids is is well taken yeah but biggest concern that. for me that's yeah absolutely for sure but like the adults and where this is spiking just like will said is in places where people aren't vaccinated and i think it was something like 99 point something percent of cases in a hospital are those who aren't vaccinated no and 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 don't misunderstand me i'm obviously i'm i don't understand okay well I misunderstand. Obviously, you being <laughs> vaccinated is great, and we're on the right path. And and I and I would say that if we got approval for under twelves, I'd be a lot more comfortable too, right? Because the the I issue think it's is coming. that it's, it's apparently it's, it's apparently what they were saying um, Pfizer expects to apply for emergency use for they're going to do five to twelve or five to eleven in the states, and they expect to apply for that approval in September. I think it's actually pronounced Pfizer, but anyway, yeah. that's another point. And if they're smart, the way they're going to do this is not say book an appointment uh, for your six-year-old. They're going to say, just like they did for those, I think it was those twin wrecks. Like, was it the hepatitis A and B shots? They said, you know, we're going to be in your gymnasium on September 12th and your kids are going to be marched down to the cafeteria, to the gymnasium and get a shot. They need to do it in the schools. Um, so well, um, that's fine. I mean, that's what they did with those. Um, Karen's freaking out about that. That's yeah, I but they, they've so. done that before. I had that. I had lots, lots of vaccinations. Yeah, they, they, but it was different in 1986. No, no, no. Forget that. Like my my kids had. They had when they eight... forced sterilized me, they did it in the school. Sorry, well, go well, ahead. Medical no, castration. They did those HPV shots for the kids, right? And yeah. they didn't. I didn't hear anybody put up a fuss about it. Like I think they gave us a notice. That they're gonna do it, right? Even how, how long ago was that, Joe? Like, like the great grade seven. I think they were in grade seven when that went down. So whatever, whatever age that it's, is. It's it's grade Trump, six or seven. it's the Trump Twitter world right yeah, now. But, that's but, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but what's the percentage of the Karens? Like twenty percent? Yeah, it's enough. So so yeah, be but it. I think that's even too high here. Like I I don't see. This is what confuses me because I like my son got got sent home from elementary school. I don't remember what grade he was in. Like. 
it, it was grade six or less, right? Because they said his immunization records weren't up to date. They didn't have the right. And, and he was immunized, like whatever he was supposed to have, he'd had it up to that point. And they sent him home and they said, he can't come back until we get up to date records, right? So I just always thought that that was a rule of the school board that you have to be immunized to, 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 to go there, right? Or to, to be in class. So that's why I'm confused. Now we're hearing that, oh, you may or may not have to be. But I think that's, didn't somebody say that, was it somebody on this show that said, but that's never been challenged before? Joe said that, yeah. I probably said that, but, but and that's the thing. So now we're going to get a challenge? I don't think we are here, though. We're at like a really high rate. You know, it happened really quickly. I don't think that's going to happen. And I can tell you, I, I, I don't know, like you guys, uh, well, well, you're going to next year, uh, but you, you, Joe, don't have kids in elementary school anymore. But I would like I, these parents who don't want to vaccinate, they've got it. They still have a homeschooling option to keep yeah. them home. But those of us who want to have the kids in school, I'll tell you, like, I just want if they told me um, you need to like. I don't know. I'm exaggerating, but if they were like, we need to remove three of your fingernails, then you can send your kids to school. I'd, I would seriously consider it. Like I just want the kids to be at school. Like it's not sustainable. And, and, and beyond that, we're going like way off track here, but like, you know, my older son, like he needs to be in school. Like they need to socialize. Like all he does is socialize with his younger brother, um, which isn't good. So there, there, there's there a bigger push here. Right? I think people might be more open to the development of their kids because this is not normal right now. But I'm, I'm just I'm just interested that you went to like medieval England. I'll give you a real example. If they said um, schools, school's going to be closed. But if you want your kids to go to school, you have to sign this legally binding contract saying that you cannot leave your house at all. And you can only order stuff to come in. You can't leave. I would sign it. And not because I don't want my kids around because they are annoying. They are. But it's because they need to be in school. It's not the same sitting at home on a Zoom call all day. It's not good. Um, so that especially that young. And, and again, like like he, he's he's hanging out with he's eight. He's hanging out with a six year old all day. Um, and they, that's you know, he, he needs to have peers. So you need to have peers your age. There's a big difference between eight and six. Um, but anyway, no, listen, I I'm, I'm all for like if the school board said you must be vaccinated to come to school. Like I would have absolutely no issue with that. Right. And the funny thing is like, I don't know that many people. Like it's not like I have this. True. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. But of all the people I know, I only know one person who refuses to get vaccinated and vaccinate their children. Right. So to me that that's more like 99% of the people I know are vaccinated and, and have no issue vaccinating their kids. Right. So I, I just, I, I feel that this won't be uh, an issue going to school. I think it's uh, like 20% that you said these, these anti-vaxxers. I don't even think it's that high. Not, not here. Well, we're stuck at 80% for first, for first uh, vaccination. That's why I said 20%. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, go sports. Go sports. So the Jays made a trade, a couple, a couple of trades. No, mm. one trade, right? No, they made they made two on the last day. They they got a uh, oh, they made like like three significant ones, right? But I guess the the, the hand one happened when we were still. Oh we, yeah, that we we, we broadcast when that happened, right? Yeah, and then, um, and then Barrios. Oh, I remember now. There. It was all the horrible hand puns. Yeah, that was like the night before. 
I will, um, I will hand it to you. You're correct. <laughs> um, okay, so the Barrios trade. What do we have to say about that? It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, this is the type of trade that teams in this position make. They gave up two of their top five prospects, but they got a legitimate number two when they got a legitimate number two with control. And, you know, again, we were lucky enough. We were all together. We were able to see his debut on what did he pitch Sunday? Yeah. Um, no Saturday, he pitched the Saturday game and he looked great. Um, high K rate. He hit three guys, but one of them was questionable. And I don't care if you hit guys, if you're pitching inside, um, and he did his job and he fits the profile. Again, he's 27 years old. He's a right-hander, um, really good stuff. And I think he's the type of guy. And I think they made this move, you know, under the sort of confidence that they'll be able to extend him. And I like the idea of him and Ryu one and two for a few years. This, there's been some, not backlash, but you know, I hate baseball nerds. I hate baseball nerds that, completely overvalue prospects and can't get their head around the fact that prospects are currency. You can either invest in them and hope that it works out, or you can sell high on them to get something that helps you now. And oh, so, and, and let, let me just add to that, that the thing that's, I think people forget in baseball, especially like more casual fans, right. Um, is that the prospects, it, it, like time to get to the big leagues is so yeah. much longer, right? Like you, you got a waiting. guy, yeah. Like like like, how old was the, the, that pitcher? Was he like nineteen? Nineteen or, or twenty? So, so like, what best case scenario? He's maybe 23, 24. And and that's, gets if he doesn't, and that's if he doesn't flame out, and that's exactly. if he doesn't blow an arm or a shoulder. And oh, but that's what I'm saying. So you could yeah. wait, like four years from now. This team could be, it will be, could be drastically different, right? Like, and then, well, look at Nate so, Pearson. He was can't miss. Yeah. And now he might be in the bullpen. If we're lucky. And if we're lucky. And, and that's the whole thing. And they were talking about this on the radio um, yesterday or today. And it's, you got to use prospects to manage your windows. So you've got about five years right now where you're not paying $300 million to Vladdy and you're not paying $300 million to Bo Bichette. So you have the opportunity to get a George Springer for six years, get a Hunjin uh, Ryu for four years, to get a, a Barrios and extend him for three or four years. And, and you can fit that into your payroll restrictions and you can you know, budget accordingly. These guys, well, Simeon Wood Richardson and, and Austin Martin, aren't going to be able to help you before that window closes or at least be able to help you in any sort of significance. So are you better off just kind of stashing these guys and not getting, not maximizing the value of your current core. And then just, again, having these poker chips floating around in double a hoping for the best, or do you use them and do you do something that's going to help you immediately? And that's, that's what you're supposed to do. And you know, you, you start digging into these prospects and in 2020, no, these guys are untouchable. Like, and you know, the Jays brass are talking about him. You're reading scouting reports. And it's like, no, like this Austin Martin kid's going to be the next Trey Turner. And Simeon Woods Richardson's going to be the next, I don't know, Cindergard. And, and you can't do that. And then, no, they've fallen back to earth because there's peaks and valleys and plateaus of these kids. And 
you know, Austin, Austin Martin, who was this five tool can't miss prospect all of a sudden doesn't have power past the warning track. Well, you had, all... you had no choice this year though. I mean, like I'm, I'm looking at like projected standings for the AL East and you could possibly like, I, I can't remember ever seeing this where the division might be within four games, like one through four. Yeah. Then Baltimore, <laughs> but like you could have, you could have uh, four teams winning 90 plus games. Well, that's it. And it's, and this, this also helps you next year. Barrios is going to help you next year. Austin Martin and Simeon Woodrichson are not going to help you next year. No, and, I think, and, I think we're all, we're all agreeing, right? Like this yeah. is, this is the kind because again, hanging on to those guys doesn't help them now and doesn't help them next year or in two, three, four years. Right. Well, so, and, and maybe not at all. Like that's the, yeah. I, again, we talked about this before. It's, Tulo, Tulo was good for a year and a half and then flamed out and cost him a lot of money. That year and a half of Tulo was still better for this ball club than anything they would have gotten out of any of the prospects they traded for. Well, 100%. So, so on that note, right? Like, And, and again, because I put no research into this and, and kind of unfair to put you guys on the spot, but let's think back of all the trades they made where they were in a position to, you know, they, they were trying to capitalize on the success of the team that was in front of them, right? Yeah. And they, and they made like, Deadline moves, big moves, sent a, sent a, you know, one of these hot prospects. How many of them, when we look back on them, would you say are reg- not even regrets? Like that turned out to be something special, right? I can think of one. Jeff I can Kent. think of. I can think of Jeff Kent. Yeah, and, and, and but, Johnny um, Gomes. Johnny Gomes. No, okay. Well, yeah. Jeff Kent. Jeff Johnny Kent. Gomes. And you know Jeff, what? I make that trade over again a hundred times. Jeff, trading Jeff Kent got you a World Series. Yeah, exactly. So, right. And, so and no one regrets that. No one no ever says. And isn't, isn't Jeff Kent like a borderline Hall of Famer? Yeah, uh, but, but again, who like, cares? Yeah, he, he, but nobody thinks about that. You want a World Series. This is the got, point I'm trying to make. Right? You got two years. They've got the only one that I think blew up in their face was trading Michael Young for Esteban Leviza. I, I think that's the only one that you can look back with some significance and be like. Eh, what about Syndergaard? I think that's the other one. Syndergaard, Syndergaard. But, 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 didn't uh, blow yeah. up though. No, I mean, as much as I love Syndergaard, he's also he's pitched like a third of a season in the past three years. With the Jake in that up. in that year, so that was 2014. Yeah. Um, in 2015, it was the year that the Jays made the playoffs. Do they win the World Series if they have Syndergaard? I think that the Jays are in the World Series if um, Brett Cecil doesn't get hurt. That's was the difference. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so like, I, I'm okay with that trade. I don't think but, it's really. But, and, and that's and that, but that's uh, my point is not saying that I'm not okay with the trade. I'm I'm saying looking back at, you know, forty years or, or even let's let's go from the. I, from, I'm I'm only thirty one, so I can't. Yeah. Uh, no, but if going back from like when they started contending, right? So like the late '80s, you know, mid to late '80s till you know whenever, and all the big moves they've made when they've moved out prospects and i'd say 80 to 90 percent of the time the prospects turned out to be nothing nothing and, and right? you know what's really funny the whole Cindergard thing that that stupid trade for r.a dickey alex anthopoulos sold Cindergard to the mets because he didn't want to give up aaron sanchez mm-hmm. that's the miss <laughs> that's that's the miss how would you know? I'll give it another. I know this is all dumb luck, but look at the lineup right now. Like every, almost every prospect that was in the pipeline, the, the last wave has been succeeding. The only one who's kind of hit a stumbling block this year is um, 
is uh, um, Cavan, right? He's the only one. Well, yeah, but I don't, I don't even a... think, I don't even think he was ever much of a prospect. Like, I don't think they had high hopes for this guy. No, but 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 fine. But everybody that they did is like is 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 not flaming out, right? They're all doing. I mean, I would say some of them are thriving, uh, but. You know, uh, Vladdy could have also flamed out, and there was a brief period where it looked like he may not be what he appeared to be uh, last year. He finally realized he's fat. He finally and, realized he's fat, yeah. but 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 like I think sometimes you have to, you know, count your blessings. Like, is it likely that there's going to be another class of like two, three, four prospects that are all going to make it like and, this? Probably not. And there's better ones coming. They are not going to trade Gabriel Mourinho. They're not, and they are not going to trade Orvelas Martinez. They're not. And, and I mean that's your Vladdy and Bo. Yeah, and then down. and then and then give credit to to this uh, front office for that Teoscar wow. trade because that was a, that was a steal. It was a huge right? steal, huge right? Steal. Like I think they got him. To... Was it for Liriano? Wasn't it? Yeah, I think I have right? to retire the whole uh, Ross Atkins orders a pizza. <laughs> meme. No, they, they, it, 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 you know what it is? I think with Alex we were spoiled because there was immediate results everything he did was tangible and immediate and this has taken time this has kind of taken time to fall into focus there's been a long plan there's been a long goal and they've built things properly and they're following through on their promise they said when this team's ready we will spend money and they're spending money and then they're not just spending you know monetary asset they're spending spending tangible assets they're, they're trading out these prospects that they hoarded to get something of value and then they're, they're i mean and you know there's a time where this team would just go all in on one guy and that's the end of it but they've made ridiculous trades think right now who's the best guy in the bullpen right now i don't know simber simber 100 simber the is least. your best bullpen yeah, no and Corey Dickerson is playing right now and Corey Dickerson is producing relatively well for a guy who's been off for three months. In a double and it, yesterday, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's, and he, and I think he got a, a hit or two today and it's a left-handed power bat, which what's this team needed bullpen arms and left-handed power bats. What did they give up to get him? Joe panic. Yeah. Well, it, actually, you know, it's funny. I kind of just talking about relievers. So I was listening to the fan today. By and the way, Dickerson the, had zero hits today. Yeah. Well, trade him. But well, um, on that note, Springer, I mean, DFA candidate. Sorry, but we'll talk about Springer. Let's talk about Springer after. Finish your thought. What are you saying? So I was listening to the fan earlier today. So in the afternoon, and I, I, I think it was Ben Ennis that was on. I, I can't remember who it was. And they were talking about um, uh, Romano, right? And, you know, they were like really disappointed in his outing the night before. And they were they were kind of going off on him that he's been awful and like, he, they said something he's given up. Who, sorry? Or oh, Romano, sorry. Romano, like five home runs in his last seven games. And so they, they were going down the path of uh, like he's a spider tack guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that, uh, you know, that's that's why his just the dramatic downhill. So the, they were just going off on him, right? And then I listened to um, later on on the, the pregame show, right? And Kevin, they, Kevin Barker, yeah, is talking about Romano. And totally different thing, saying like it, it, they just got lucky. Those were good pitches. Those were good pitches that you just got 
like that. <laughs> that were unfortunate. Yeah. That uh, these these you got to give credit. He was like, you got to give credit to the hitter sometimes. Got to give credit, you know, man. You know, I was, yeah. I was listening to to Baseball Central today. Uh, today, I think it was yesterday's or something. I can't remember what it was from, but it was him and you know Jeff Blair, and uh, and Barker's like, you know, they're starting to get jiggy with it. <laughs> Barker went off on him. He's like, what a yeah. terrible song. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I just Sorry, thought it was um, funny, like how it was like two completely different takes sure. on on Romano, right? But I, you know, yeah, but like, Barker uh, knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, most but, of but, the most of the guys on the fan now are just like us, basically. There's very few. Uh, I think if if they heard now. us and we started saying, no, you, you you tell me, like, I'm not like, like you, you. T- tell me who, uh, like, no, if, like I'll listen to their show, but like JD Bunkit Bunkis or what Bunkis? Who is he? It was a producer. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, that's my point. So you're just getting a lot of hot takes on like they got rid of all of the expensive talent. You're just getting a lot of hot takes now outside no, of like Kevin Barker. No, to be honest, the guys I even I Jeff respect, Blair. I like Jeff Blair. Yeah, but he also just says things. I don't know, but he's a guy who's covered baseball like for yeah, ever, he, right? he knows people. And 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 um, I like those two guys, uh, Arden Zwelling. And the other ben guy, Smith. yeah, but those ben are all, those Smith. are the, the, the you know, frankly, you're, I think you're right. Like the baseball guys are the best ones on that, sta- on yeah. that station, yeah. and the writer, and they're the writers, Shai Devine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, uh, Wilner, Wilner, oh, he, 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 he gone. Yeah, yeah, he's, but not, he's a not journalist forgotten. now, though. He's a journalist now. He's like the uh, anyway, whatever. I, I, I totally got off my point here, but it, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard before that um, Romano might be one of these spider tack guys. So. It, it might not be far fetched because it's, he was amazing last year and, and almost a guarantee. And he's a high velo guy and he's, you know, he's dependent on spin rate and he, I'm not nearly as comfortable with him coming in as I was before. And it's funny. I have all the confidence in Simber. And he's a submarine pitcher who throws in the mid eighties and he pitches to contact, but it's just a Romano mistake or a Dolis mistake will kill you. And maybe there's something to it. I, I, whatever. I don't know. Maybe he's just too hyped up because he's home. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe, but these guys are like, I mean, if you want, if you watch a, you know, we watched the, we watched a couple of two or three full games on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're hitting, all over the place. Like they're hitting all like from, like from, 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 um, from, from foul line to foul line, basically. Like they're hitting all over the place. They're hitting it hard, um, like down the middle, they're finding spaces. Like, I, I don't know. These guys are impressive. And I think it all starts with where I want to go next. Like, I think it starts with their, I, I think he's really taking on a leadership role and that's George Springer. Yeah. Like that, that guy is like, it's not, it's, it's almost not fair. <laughs> it took too long, and I get why they did it. I understand. It took too long to put George Springer in the leadoff spot. It, yeah. it just it they 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 brought him in gradually. They started him in fifth, then they put him up into fourth, and he, that's not what he's used to. That's not what he's comfortable with, and it's an entirely different approach. But he's too nice of a guy. It seems to have made a stink he was just no, going to do no, what he was told and of course and he wouldn't make a stink because at that time Simeon was hitting the ball the cover off the ball out of um, first yeah of but listen listen I don't think like I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying but I don't think that cost them any wins 
No, no, it didn't. But 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 I think now you're seeing. No, but he's getting the, true, the wins now. You, right? You're seeing the true depth of the offense by putting him there. It, it, has there been any hot? I don't agree with this. But have there been any hot takes on Twitter? I really haven't checked about how him hitting a home run in the leadoff spot every time is a waste. And if he was hitting further down the lineup, he'd have more. Like I don't agree with no, that, but I can imagine some Jays fans I, are saying that. I don't. I haven't heard anybody say that except you right now. No, I don't I mean. Believe I believe it's don't, your hot take. I, 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 I don't check mean, your Twitter. I, I don't mean experts, but I'm just always remembering this. One of the few things that I would agree with Wilner about is that um, is that people would get upset when when somebody would hit a home run and they'd call them a rally killer. You yeah. killed a rally by hitting a home run. I just some Jays fans are. There's going to be a lot of bandwagon fans again now, right? So there's, there's stupid fans, and right. no, I think there's enough people that understand, and hopefully there's enough people educating those that don't understand. Is that? But you got into it, the pitcher's head right away. You're you got it, into that pitcher's head. But but it's not just that. It's Look, just that he's hitting first. The highest probability of a first pitch at the start of the game is a fastball in the strike zone. The pitcher's prerogative is to get ahead. Right. You don't want to start the game 0-1. You want to yeah. start the game 1-0. and So he's going to get a higher percentage of first-pitch fastballs, and those are the ones that he's crushing. Then on top of that, look who's hitting behind him now. He's got Vladdy hitting right behind him. Right. So do you really which, want which, to be... what, How long did it take for them to think of that, though? Because that, I... that, that was Donaldson's spot was number two. Yeah. Right? And, That's... Yeah. And they were just, I think they were just trying to stretch it a little bit further. And, and they realized, and that's pretty realized, nuts now, like well, the, how just, deep it is. Well, you just, it makes too much sense because do you want to walk George Springer in the first inning with Vladdy coming up? The, this lineup, I think, the, the, I think this batting order is longer than the 2015 one. You, you yeah, went because down you, don't, to, you don't have Ryan Goins floating around in there. Well, it's not just Ryan Goins. Like at one point, and, you and also Kevin had Pilar, like, you yeah, had but, Ryan but, Goins, you had Kevin Pillar, you had uh, you had um, who was the catcher at that time? Martin. You, you had Martin. Sorry, no, but 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 every fifth day you had uh, Lackey McGee. <laughs> yeah, that totally, uh, totally. Yeah, and it was like totally. a black hole. Yeah, totally. Like a- so, so you either had like and and Martin uh, come after the like you know he wasn't he wasn't the same Martin as he used to be. So you you really had like one through six maybe. I- and you were getting nothing out of left field until you traded for Ben Revere. Well, that's and what even I was then, ask, even then like, you were getting a guy who's going one for three with a single and a stolen base. Yeah, but that's what I was going to ask before Revere. Who was leading off? I don't remember. It was Ezekiel Carrera. It was, it was Ezekiel Carrera. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot yeah. about that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was the leadoff, and for a while it was Pilar. Yeah, Pilar. I put me in the leadoff coach. I can yeah. do this. Pilar led off, and he had a really good week. So they just yeah. beat that to death. His on base was uh, was two hundred five for that first week, they and had, that was like one hundred points above his uh, his career. They had his Donaldson on base. leading Donaldson leading off for a little bit, and he hated every minute of it. They had Batista hitting lead off for a little bit, and they hated every minute of it. Um, they tried everything. They yeah. tried everything, and then no, they. No, I agree. Got... This 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 lineup is, I like head and shoulders above like. You know, one through, I'd and say I, even one through eight. I, I, and I, and I like that they're young and stupid. Like they don't know any bit different than just going out there and having a good they're time. Just, they're just having fun and they're just playing baseball. And the fact that you've got George Springer, who's just as likely to hit a whole uh, solo home run to start the game as he is to hit a double, where he'll be on third before Vladdy sees his first pitch. Yeah, but like, there's, is he, I, I, sorry, this might be a stupid question, uh, but I haven't is. really paid that much attention. <laughs> is he, he's, is he, 
above average speed or is he like average speed? Springer above Springer. average, above average. So, so one thing I like that he did, and I mean, I learned something because I asked you this question on Sunday, um, but I wonder if it, was edu- if it was a learning lesson for anybody else, but there was that time where Springer rounded second and, and essentially gave himself up so that I don't remember who can score. It was Reese McGuire. Reese McGuire. Like, is there anybody in that bench was like who they learned something there? Like that was a smart baseball play or or is this something that should be basic to these guys? It's basic to those guys, but I think they realize there's only so many guys that can do it. Um, I think think Guriel's hair learned something. Yeah. It's it's straight up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But but no, that's, I mean, that's smart baseball. You need the run. You've got your pokey slow capture rounding third. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Buy him some time. And maybe you get lucky, but you know it's it's no different than a sacrifice punt or a sacrifice fly. Give yourself up, score the run. Has it happened yet that uh, does Kirk hit hit uh, ninth when Kirk he's playing? Seemed, yeah, but he it seems like McGuire's played a lot. No, I, I understand, but Kirk would bat ninth, right? Probably maybe eighth. Okay, well, I mean, I, I want to see a scenario. probably eighth, and you probably have Espinal hitting ninth. I, I want to see a scenario where he's on first and Sprinker hits a hit what should be a triple. And Springer right behind him, like, let's go. He just picks him up. No, but didn't didn't we that, see that? that? Yeah, I thought when, we saw that on the weekend. Or we did. did. We did. I remember oh, Schmeier yeah. was in the booth, and he's like, oh, good. Kirky's on first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Feet on the yeah. <laughs> and he's and like, was, he's like, he's like, hold, hold on, Shulman. He's like, butterball. <laughs> and, and, and Springer hit a home run, and Springer almost lapped him. Oh, yeah. Was he, like, slapping him on the butt as he's he, going around? Yeah. He's, he, he got a dolly from the training staff. And then, and then um, he, he was Kirk playing is, that. He was playing that too, but they like. <laughs> Kirk is going to hit a home run. They're going to put that jacket on him, and they'll just like split. They'll be like oh, fat, fat guy in a little coat. That was uh, was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Hey. Anyway. It's funny how you you can tell like some guys just want to get that coat that that jacket off right away. I don't think they've tried to put it on Simeon. I think he just I, punched them in the throat if they yeah. Can. Yeah, that's right. I actually think I think that the the um uh, um, the, the things that baseball players do out of uh uh just I don't know what's wrong with me, not habit, um uh this out of superstition. It's crazy. Like every time uh Springer puts that jacket on, he only puts one arm in it until the end of the bench. And I it's on purpose. I'm sure it's on purpose. Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't want. He doesn't want to restrict his high five hand. He doesn't want to restrict his high five hand. Yeah, Simeon doesn't want to restrict his throat punch hand. That's, no, uh, that's what that is. Sad. And it, he doesn't even have to mention. Like he just walks to the dugout and they cower. Yeah. Well, speaking um, of throat punching, just as a quick aside, I really hope they find a way to bring this guy back next year. Simeon? Throat punch, Simeon. Yeah. Well, that that was kind of. Um, I read a couple of people. Um, American writers, oddly enough, uh, they were talking about it on Twitter after the Manoa trade. And they were saying that their confidence in trading Manoa leads them to believe the Jays think they have a pretty good shot at bringing back Simeon. Because Sorry, no you plan- you're saying trading Manoa. You mean Barrios? No, trading for Barrios. But they sent out, oh, I said Manoa. I'm sorry, Martin. Yeah. Trading out Martin. Yeah. Because Mar- Martin was your second base option. Right, unless you're going to convince Bo to play second, and you go find a shortstop. I don't think they want to mess around too much. But so the no, um, what if Simeon comes back and says, like, "Look, I want to sign, but I want to play shortstop." 
I'll, I'll sign for one year, but I want to play shortstop. Do you yeah, go to yeah. Bo and say like, listen, Bo, like we're better with him. Will you play second? No, no, you don't move Bo for one year. Bo's consistency and development is more important than Simeon at shortstop for one year. Well, I see, think, I, well, I I'm just, if, if Simeon wants to come back for one year, you overpay him again to play second. But yeah, but if Bo, if Bo, the reason I said one year is because he may want to take his chance on the free agent market as a shortstop the year after. But they won't right? do it. No, but I, I, no, no, no. But that's not what, that's not where I was going to go with it th- this time. Can he come back and play second base and still put himself on the market as a shortstop the year after? Sure, but there's there's value of being the best second baseman too. Hey, like, I mean, Rob, Robbie Alomar, for whatever he is now, went to the Hall of Fame as a second baseman. There's no, there's, there's, there's hundreds of second basemen in the Hall of Fame, but it's it, everybody. Shortstop's a marquee position right now because that's what the kids are playing coming up, right? That's what all the young kids play. They play shortstop, and that's the Derek Jeter effect. So you're telling me if you've got Simeon's bat, if you've got Simeon's bat, which is an above-average bat, and you can put that bat at second base, which is a below-average offensive position, it's a double win. There are teams. He's showing enough at second base right now that there were teams saying, no, 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 no. We, no, we've got a shortstop. We need you at second because that's a plus position with a plus bat. Right. It's, it's down money. And the Jays know that. And I think the Jays are prepared to give him premier shortstop money for play four second. or five years to play second. And then leave Bo alone until it's just – until. Will Bo's it be four or five years? Well, what, what, when does Vladdy and Bo start getting paid? Five years. So that so they're kind of organizing everything in that window. Everything That's the window. Lines, everything Springer lines up. Everybody lines up for that. Until so they have to get paid. Yeah, I mean, my, my point with with Simeon is that, like, to me, there's there's still a hole at third base on this team, right? So it's not going to be addressed this year. No. And, and I'm hoping, like, if they can solidify that in the off season, that'd be fantastic. But then if he leaves, now you got another huge hole, yeah. right? Because because Biggio is not the second baseman. No, like like Biggio should play four days a week, wherever, all, all over the diamond, except catcher. Oh, I, I think I think Biggio is your your like Biggio and Guriel. I think are your trade chips at this point. I I I don't trade Guriel. No, I trade I mean, Grichik. But you see the thing. Mm. The problem here's here's the problem with Grichik. If you trade Grichik, you don't have a backup center fielder. The thing is, like, like the thing is with Gritchick. Gritchick is an above-average outfielder. Yeah, but he's, he's a below-average, like streaky. His his bat's hitter. too hot and cold, and that's the problem with Gritchick. If you play him every day, he gets exposed. But if you need to give Springer a day off, or God forbid Springer gets hurt hurt again, you got no one if you trade Gritchick. Yeah, but okay, okay. Here's my question though about Gritchick. Um, how much is he making? Ten yeah. million? No, no. It's like six or seven. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, so he, he so he is he money. is he he is making like backup center fielder he's, money. He's, he's your third outfielder, like he's your third or fourth outfielder, and okay. and and it's not just that he plays center field. He can play right. He can play right. He can play DH. It gives you flexibility to move Hernandez around. I I don't have any issue moving Biggio. I don't know what you can get for Biggio. I don't want to give up on Guriel. I think he's an above average left fielder, and I think he's having a bad year with the bat. No, I'm not talking. Uh, I, see, I, I was just, right. I'm not Gritch- calling. Gritchuk him. makes 10 million, 10.4 million average annual salary. Yeah, I, I'm not saying give up on no, no, I'm no, saying, I'm saying that he's an asset that you can turn him into something. That's all. I'm also I'm not right? one of those like big 
upset the apple cart chemistry guys, but Guriel's a big part of that clubhouse. So is his hair. So is his hair. And and he's cemented in there with Vladdy and Springer and T Oscar. That's fine. Like I don't have an issue with that. Couldn't you get like a like a uh, like a, I think you could replace. Do you have to have like a premier uh, backup center fielder? I mean, Springer should be playing five days a week. Yeah, but right, six days a week. But if you're if you're a premier team and you lose your premier center fielder, you can't have Jonathan Davis out there. And you, and and Grichik isn't desirable. Yeah, like, you, yeah, no I, one's going to trade for Grichik and have him as their starting outfielder because they know what he becomes. So yeah, but you can you get tr- anything for him. Yeah, but what are you looking for him? But like a, a bullpen arm or something. Why, like why that. would you do that? Why would you trade a guy who can play three positions and give you some security for a bullpen? I guess. Arm? I guess that's true. Yeah. Right. No, this team should not be trading guys off their twenty-five man roster in the offseason. This is a prospect-driven team. If you need to move some money and yeah, you want to throw Biggio a bone because he's not playing that much, you move Biggio. If you want to move Kirk, you move Kirk. But, yeah, but I don't think Biggio is a starter on any team. He is. I he, oh, he, I, I think he could play second. He's in having Texas. a down season, but he had a really he was a really big on base guy before, right? And he's hurt. Yeah, but I, I don't like it. Twice. Maybe like listen, I'm no advanced well, stats. I'm not so sure about that. What? <laughs> that? You, did, you did the really high of the starting whatever. <laughs> listen, I, I'm no I'm no advanced stats guy at all, right? Like I can't explain any of that crap. But Watching Biggio the last three seasons, like I was never like blown away by this guy. The like problem, he, he could get some walks. Great. He's still hitting like 220, 240. Like I, it's just whatever. The, prob- the yeah, problem with Biggio is a walk came, is the same as getting ahead. When, when Biggio came up, he came up with Vladdy and Bo and he was part of this trifecta. He wasn't a 21 year old or 20 year old female. He's 26. He and yeah. And he's a guy and he's a good guy. He, he could play second base on. Yeah, but you you, you, you want to keep everybody like you, you no, need. No. To. You, you, I'm I'm fine with trading Biggio, but I'm saying you could, you're telling me Baltimore couldn't use a a Kevin Biggio right now. He's their best infielder immediately. You're telling me Texas couldn't use a a, a Kevin Biggio right now. You send him to a team like that and, and bring in as part of a package for one of their smaller <laughs> window higher cost guys, right? He's, but... He he he's like a a B-level prospect, if you want to kind of put some sort of significance on it. There's I don't think that. you can use the word prospect. With no, no, but, no, no, but I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, value equity. No, right? but it's like, like it's, it's, just, it's just funny that you're saying like, oh, he'd be great for the worst teams in the league. Sure. But, right? that, doesn't, players that, doesn't mean, too. but that doesn't mean he's bad, right? Like, I didn't that, say that, he's bad. I'm just saying I'm not impressed with this guy. But I think that's, uh, this is sort of like a gluttony of riches, right? Like, this team is so deep and this team has so much youth and so much potential that he gets just bumped down the ladder. Like, yeah, but what's wrong with that? So wouldn't, good. wouldn't you have loved to have um, like a Ryan Goins on this team who just sits on the bench and can go play whatever you need, whatever. Well, they, well, and yeah. he's better than Ryan Goins. Well, that, and that's what that's Espinal. That's Espinal now where that's this Brian Valeric guy. And um. They're in a good but, spot, I think we should say. Well, that, that's that's what it is. It's like there, there's there's this gluttony of riches right now, where there are teams that would love to have Kevin Biggio, and Kevin Biggio doesn't have a spot on this team. So there's there's a tradable asset, 100. I think next year, I think your third baseman is either Kevin Smith or Jordan Groshans, and 
they give you a playable bat and decent defense, and then that kind of makes the money line up again. So you can go and make a commitment to Semyon. And, and but this is you're not saying anything different. Like I I started this whole thing by saying that Bichio is a tradable asset. That's, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's how I started this whole thing. And then no, no, I agree. And, and I'm insert I'm inserting the anchor man. I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, you're right. Like it's the same thing in theory. And I'm, I'm not trying to be an apologist for him. I just I think. I think part of the underwhelming feeling of Biggio is that he came up with this expectation that he was on level playing field with Bo and Vlad. And uh, who cares? Yeah, it's, he's, it's, he's he's not that guy. No, but that's the, the feelings have nothing to do with it. Like just you know. But, but I don't I don't think he came up with any expectations. I, I from what I remember, there was a lot of talk that they didn't even think he has major major league stuff. Like they didn't think he was going to. Well, I I remember a lot more hype than that. Like it was like this is this is one of three. I, I think you're. Was, I think you're mixing the whole, up. With it. There was the whole story about what he said, like um, the, the his eye at the plate, right? Wasn't it him who they he said like that wasn't a strike? It was three millimeters uh, off the plate, and then they yeah. watched this. And he he said that they, they said well the sport track or whatever it's called, the robot umpire said it was it was a strike. He said it's wrong, and then they calibrate that they recalibrate it because of him. That's his whole thing is he can get on base. Yeah, except this season. Except this season, but so yeah. And, so hey, I, I I want to see what happens if he comes back from the DL. He's, so so he's been on twice with this neck and back thing. Yeah. So speaking of um, prospects that come from uh, major league parents, uh, di- didn't the didn't the Jays draft one of Clemens' yeah. kids, yeah. K- Casey Clemens? Where yeah, is, is he now? Is, is he still? Is he still with the? Yeah, he's not going to be anything. He's yeah. just there. Yeah. One of the well, K kids. Yeah. You know. You know what I think it's time for. I think it's time for a John Axford, a John Axford update. Oh no, you've got the sad music. I don't know. I'm gonna try. We'll uh, wait. You'll wait. Uh, um, so, so John Axford update. Let's let's just update. Let's update uh, our listener on what happened to John Axford. He was <laughs> traded for. It's been a humbling week for John Axford. One dollar. He was traded for one dollar. Now, obviously, like we're being very tongue in cheek. This was—they didn't want the dollar. They didn't value Axford as a dollar. There has to be a tangible transaction, and there was no room for him on the forty-man roster. And you know, the, he's done his job. He's been a good guy. He wants the last shot, so you trade him to somewhere that's going to use him. So, 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 do you think when they called him in, do you think, do you think at Ross was like, "I need to talk to you"? He's like, "Listen, uh, listen, uh, Johnny." Um, do you want wait, do you want the do you want the music with that? No, 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 no. It's okay. Don't worry about the music. We'll add it. In, I'll add it in post. <laughs> post production. Yeah. Do you think he's like? Uh, um, we traded you for uh, one dollar. <laughs> you think he played that sound effect do, do, for him? Do you think? Do you think Ross actually went down to Buffalo and talked to John Axford about this? No, I, I think it, I honestly think it was the towel boy in Buffalo who told yeah, him. I think it, I think an Uber showed up and said, "Get in." Here's a dollar. Can you give it to? Can you give it to? Uh, where did he go? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. He'd say, "Here's a dollar. Can you please give this to uh, to the guys in Milwaukee?" They, they sent it by a Venmo. No, wait. No, the Jays got a dollar, right? Jays got a dollar. All right. And and the Milwaukee Brewers for that wonderful one dollar investment got one batter. Do you think they actually like e-transfer that dollar? I don't know. I hope so. Like I, <laughs> I hope I hope somebody cuts a check that both owners have to sign. 
I, I hope that like the, the next time Milwaukee's in town, they're like uh, they just like slap it on the table in front of Ross. Like, here's your dollar. <laughs> just give him four quarters. Yeah. Just oh, they do the thing where it's it's like crumpled up in his hand, and they do the handshake thing. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's all folded very small in a very small yeah. square. And it's, and it's wet. Yeah. These are Canadian quarters. <laughs> Um, well, Oxford's Canadian, right? Like, isn't that how it works? It's true. true. So, I um, mean, we've talked and, a little. Sorry, what else? Well, and then his, his shoulder blew up, or his elbow blew up, and he's. I mean, he's forty, gonna, isn't he? Thirty-eight. Whatever, and I mean. you feel bad for him. Like he got his shot. He struck at one guy, and then now he's either good. Well, he's going to retire, but he also might need to get Tommy John surgery. But if there's a win out of this, for the next two months, John Axford is sitting at home collecting a major league salary. Which is far more, far more than he was getting from Sportsnet. So, True. good on you, John. So let's move on from the Jays. Anything else? You said move on, so move on. You know, it's um, funny. I just, just quickly, you said you feel sorry for him, but then I'm just going to look. He's got like 11 years in the major leagues. Oh yeah, no. I, <laughs> like, I, I think it's, I think it's an this emotional. Isn't, this isn't like Rob Ducey we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Ducey has doesn't he have like a booming uh, sportsplex in Ajax? Is that Rob Ducey? No, Rob, no, Butler. No. Rob Butler. Rob Butler. Th- yeah, you're Rob thinking of the Butlers. Um, I, you have the Leafs here on the agenda, but I don't know. I don't care. I'm talking about either. the Leafs. No, you okay. know what? They, they got put, a goalie. Put put aside the Leafs for a sec. Like if 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 we're going NHL, have you been following this Evander Kane story? Yeah, it's a disaster. It's so it's it's kind of like what did he do now? So it's it's it, the way it started is his wife puts like this cryptic tweet out saying, "Hey NHL, how come you allow players to 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 bet on their own games?" And Uh-oh. and like and like t- and tags Evander Kane. Well, and what's better is the tweets got progressively and progressively less cryptic. Yeah. Or like, um, I'm, I had to sold my ring. I had hey, to sold my Omar, ring to buy. Congratulations on the new baby. Yeah. It's getting <laughs> a little bit abstract, but thank you. I do enjoy my new job. Yeah. It's uh, I, I had to sell my wedding ring to buy formula for the baby. How's Europe? Yeah. So, 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 anyway, so, the, so they're I don't know investigating or whatever, like uh, top priority because I I don't know like like the NHL I think is trying to get in bed with with sports betting too, right? So yes. There's that, but then um, what's even funnier is is the um, is his teammates have come out and said we don't want you back. Yeah. It's fine. Like just release like him. him. Just release yeah, but him. But you can't. Canadi- you can't. You release players in the, the NHL. The, the Canadians will take him. No, no problem. Yeah, I'm saying like sure, ship him off to Canada. But but Buddy makes like over eight million a year. Like yeah, this he, is not a contract that anybody's going to take. You can release them. Um, like if it, I'm sure you, I'm sure. Well, I know that well, I don't know, but I'm fairly confident that within their contract there is a clause. Uh, I can't remember what it would be called at this moment. Uh, but if you violate it, you probably can void their contract. I think it's happened before. I can't remember with who. I think it's happened with one player, and I think it was Jeff Carter. Okay, For some well, reason, his his yeah, but I don't know. Like this, this, this pretty this egregious. Becomes... You're betting on your own. Okay, but can you prove it? Like if this if this goes if this goes to court, like he could take them to court and saying, "Yeah, prove it, prove that I did anything." Well, that's what they're investigating right now. But they were talking about that on the radio this morning too. Is I don't think there's a harder sport because she implied that he's bet on his own games to lose. How does one guy? That's what Pete Rose said too. No, but he bet on his teams to win. Pete Rose bet on his oh, team sorry, to win. sorry. I missed that you said that. Yeah. So I thought you meant... Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Throwing you know, a team sport game is so difficult. 
Well, I mean, but like, and especially hockey. Pete, right? Pete Rose was the manager. Pete Rose had every opportunity to manipulate the outcome of the game. Oh, he, could, yeah, he could have done true. whatever he wanted. True. I, I mean, but from a player's perspective. As, as a, Evander Kane is a left winger on a hockey team. Yeah, who saying, plays like 12 to 15 minutes of the game. They were saying in order, because there was talk of, like there's there's proxy bets you can make, right? So they're like, so maybe he bet on himself to have zero points that game, right? And he's just going to dog it. But even accidents happen, right? Like you go to throw the puck up the ice and, you know, your center gets it and he scores. Well, there's an assist and like it's done. But well, either way, I don't know how you like, look, every everything I've read about um, Evander Kane over the years is that the guy's a jerk. Like, he's an asshole. 100%. Like like players hate him. I remember, I don't know if it was in, was was he in, um, he was he in was Winnipeg, Winnipeg or Winnipeg, or, they couldn't get rid of him fast enough. Buffalo, they couldn't get rid of him fast enough. And and there was a, I remember there was some story where they like, I don't know if he took somebody's clothes and threw them in the shower and wet them or something. Yeah. And and I don't know if they did that to him or he they did that he did that he, to someone. He was involved <clears> in it. I can't remember if he was the like some hazing or some crap. I I yeah. can't remember what the story was, but but all accounts are like this guy's not a good teammate, but he scores goals. And so. Sucks. Right. And so, so yes. Yeah, so he'll find a home with the Canadians or whatever. Right. But the, the only value he had for San Jose was when they would play Vegas lately. Yes. He will score goals, but him and Ryan Reeves. Were yeah, but he's like, he got old. a significant contract, like over 8 million a year. And I think he's got like another four or five years left on that. And, contract. and, and Ryan Reeves was um, traded to the New York Rangers this off season. So there's, there's no value for him in San Jose, even if they wanted him. Yeah, but that's um, what I'm saying. They they cannot, like, hardly anybody would be able to fit him under the cap. You can't right. just again. I I I doubt they'll be able to nullify his contract because I think it's too. It's very it, hard to prove. It's it's too. It's it's not like a black and white thing, right? It, and again, unless they, they he also didn't he also? Uh, I think he also filed for bankruptcy a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like he, he's a mess. About, He's a mess, and and again, he's got his wife at home who's pregnant with an infant daughter, and they're foreclosing on the house. They're missing car payments. She's selling jewelry to buy formula, and he's currently in Europe. Oh, that's true. I thought you were. No, no, absolutely. That was one of the posts, and and he's currently in Europe, not returning her phone calls, and he's just throwing money around. No, he's a, he's all fingers point to him just being a very bad guy. And, and this is what's funny about the NHL, right? In that. Uh, talent always seems to trump douchebaggery, right? Yeah, like there's that that idiot in the from the Rangers. I don't know why he's got an Italian name. It's not Tony D'Angelo. That, yeah, that guy. Where he was what saying all this right right wing. Uh, not that anything's wrong with being right wing, but I think he was like bordering on white supremacy stuff. It right? was blatant. Like, no, and he's he said some pretty horrible things to right and um, what minority he, hockey players. And he found a new home. Like what is he in Tampa now? Carolina. Carolina, and they, and they try to sweep it under the rug. Like they just right? kind of slid him in with other signings, right? And then you got what what Montreal just did, and then you know, um, I, I just remember like 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 it's like NHL is like the forgiving league, but you you have you, you hear what's it's not, going it's on. Not a for, it's not a forgiving league. It's a it's a like a nothing to see here league. It's just yeah. they ignore it. That's what it okay, is. Well, whatever, same thing. Like, well, that's that's what I'm trying to say. But He's but, a kid made a mistake. but you have yeah. like. You see what's going? Are you following what's going on in Chicago, where they yeah, have this like brutal. abuse scandal? Which they're like, what? No, I don't know. Like yeah. they're not yeah. putting like huh? immediate 
like What's there's that? no investigation going on. The NHL's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. What's that? What's, right? What are you talking about? What's what's going on? Stand by you, you, you in trouble. No, I know. I'm kidding, but I mean that's what they're saying. They're like, they're like, what do you think about the scandal? We're like, huh? <laughs> um, by the way, you missed a team with uh oh no, I guess I, I didn't. Um Atlanta moved to Winnipeg, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, so, so he was with, so he he was with Atlanta. Atlanta first. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um but he he did, I don't know, there was something like where they just didn't want him. Didn't he go to Buffalo? Yeah, it, Winnipeg traded him to Buffalo. Right, and then I think Buffalo's no. like get get out of here, get you. Get out of they couldn't get rid of him sooner. sooner. Right, and Buffalo, he Buffalo, was there for like one the, season, the, like yeah. the sewer of the league. Right. Well, he was a free agent at the end of that season. Oh, so they didn't trade him; they just let him walk. No, he was he he signed his entry level contract with Atlanta. Then he signed a six year contract when they were in Winnipeg, um, and then he was in Buffalo for the last year of that contract. And then okay. he, they just let him go. Did they? I feel. I thought they traded. I thought San Jose traded for him. It would appear they did not. Okay. Well, either way. Uh, well, you, well. So, sorry. Maybe, maybe it was a trade deadline. That was free agent season, though. Maybe it was a. Right. They did trade him during the season, but that was his. That would have been the last season of his contract, and then he signed a new one. Uh, all in all, dude's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He signed a seven-year contract um, that in 2018 uh, that expires in 2025. There you go. So there's still like, you know, that Three many years, years left. left. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I, I, but it's just funny that when your teammates, right, where where you you kind of hear like the NHLs like this like brotherhood of 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 kind of. Yeah you know these all these bros that kind of cover for each other right and they're like yeah. yeah we don't want you here right yeah so well it's it's the same thing the Dodgers are saying about Trevor Bauer right now just don't come back that's crazy Trevor yeah and, and then they owe him what like 300 million dollars oh, it's, it's, it's it's the most confusing contract um it's it's like a one-year contract with two player options but it's three years, like three, it, it's, it's like, there's probably some Bitcoin involved. There's probably, you know, money laundering. Like, it's just, it's a very dirty, sketchy, weird contract. Okay. So I, I just looked it up because I was, I was trying to remember this whole um, uh, shower thing with Kane. Right. So, so basically uh, this is when he was with Winnipeg and Kane showed up as, wearing a tracksuit to um to a meeting and apparently right. apparently you're not allowed to do that Dustin uh, Bufflin I think threw the right. stuff in the shower that's right uh, Bufflin yeah. threw all his clothes in the shower right so yeah, yeah that's that's basically what it was and and apparently like even before that uh before that day they were saying like he wasn't showing up to practices they tried to reach him he wouldn't answer calls so I, you know and and I wonder too if it's at the time like maybe this was you know, these were signs that this guy needed help. And instead of, uh, you know, trying to get him some help, maybe like there was a substance abuse problem or the gambling problem just or something. Pure, pure gambling addiction. Right. And they basically just like, screw you, get the hell out of here. Right. And Well, and it was something like, I think one of the big problems I read is San Jose played, you know, with this whole during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like little series, like you go somewhere and you play the same team twice, like over three days. I think they had a three-day stay in Vegas. Yeah, the money thing. And he, he racked up something like $500,000 in debt to a casino. 
well, I guess it's a little evolving story on this one. Um, um, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I think he's shown who, who he is and what he is, right? But let's see what Winnipeg, what, sorry, not Winnipeg, um, um, what they're able to do with him. Yeah. Going yeah, forward, he, which is probably so, not much. Yeah, so he was traded from uh, from Buffalo to, to Yeah, but in his last year. Yeah, I know, but they got they got a first round, a second round pick, a fourth round pick, and wow. Danny O'Regan. So I don't know. Trade. Good I trade for, yeah. for Buffalo. And, and those, yeah, wow. I mean, he would have been, he's 29 now, so he would have been, you know, like in his mid-20s at the time. So, but, so, so I'm, I'm just flipping through Twitter. This is going to take us off this, but here's, how does this not sound like a sitcom that needs to be in production immediately? Totally. One of the one hold on, one of the more interesting friendships that has developed is one between the 34-year-old Hanjin Ryu and the 23-year-old Alec Manoa. A hundred percent. The Odd dugout, couple Toronto. The dugout shoulder rubs on camera have been extended to Manoa hanging out in his spare time at Ryu's house. And he's like, uh, guys, I don't fucking know what this guy's saying, but I love him. I, I, just, I guarantee you that Ryu it like sounds like uh uh what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Like, uh, the, you know, Sulu from Star Trek. What's his real name? Like, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. Like oh that guy. My. Yeah. Like, I bet you, like, behind closed doors, he's like, well, Alec, will you come over for a beverage tonight? Like, he's. So here's, I'm just trying to take in as much as possible. And he's been a great role model, Manoa grinned. We kind of have a similar personality. We just hang out and watch some Korean shows, eat some good food, <laughs> and basically talk some crap. That's about it. Put it this way. I understand what he's saying, and he understands what I'm saying. Yeah, because so, it's, 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 like sitting on Ryu's couch in his underwear eating kimchi watching Korean sitcoms. That's funny. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, this is the same name as that guy in that show. Yeah. I'm talking about. Anyway, get on it, Rogers. So um, we have only a few minutes left. So why don't we end with? There's not much to talk about with the Olympics. More COVID there? talk. No, no. Well, well, I mean, today was a big. Today was a big day. What, today was a big day. What happened today? I was uh, totally gold, offline today. Gold medal in decathlon. It's gold. And uh, the dude from um, oh, I wish I could remember his name. The, the dude from London, and it his score was over nine thousand points, which is the highest ever in Olympics. Oh, and wow. the fourth highest in the history of the decathlon. And they they also won a, uh, uh, how am I forgetting his name? The sprinter. Uh, 200 meters. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. His um, son. His son. Yes. There was um, a bronze in single canoe. And then I'm, I'm, I'm off tomorrow, which makes me happy. I'm going to get up. The uh, women's Canadian national soccer team plays in the gold medal game against oh, yeah, Sweden at right. 8 a.m. Uh, let's end with, uh, well, I don't want to get it because you know what? I just I just don't want to miss out talking about uh, the Raptors. That's, that's where I think we should end. But just to well, say, the big, biggest news today. Yeah, I was disappointed about uh, about uh, what Damian Warner. Sorry, that's the Catholic. About what the uh, U.S. team had to say about Canada after they lost. Like they weren't gracious at all. We well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the team. It was one player. It was one player. Fine. Megan Fair enough. And, it was yeah. one player. And and listen, like like, do we expect any less of American arrogance? Like they all play together. 
Yeah. No, they they, they shouldn't say stuff like that. She's, she's teammates. teammates. She's teammates with Christine Sinclair. They yeah. are. Just... Sinclair gave her a hug. Didn't she go give her a hug after the game? No, that was a different teammate. That was a different teammate. Okay, still like just, some of those players are just arrogant assholes, right? And like, and Megan Megan Rapinoe has that stigma. She's she's very outspoken. She's very unfiltered. Um, you know, whatever. Like, yes, they could have been more gracious and defeat us the Olympics. It's not the World Cup. It's not professional soccer it's supposed to be you know happy fun hug time and yeah it was it, it came across very cold and condescending but hey whatever uh they're playing for the bronze medal and canada's playing for the gold medal so that's yeah. like that's like was it uh who who did the u.s basketball team lose to was it france or something france. like that? Greece? Greece? france no it's france uh, it's france well, right and then they who are they, good though yeah no no that's fine and 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 they were losing by 15 in the second quarter to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, you didn't hear the basketball players saying, like, yeah, ain't nobody want to lose to France. Yeah, because because the guy on the French team was going to work at Taco Bell after the Olympics. And the guy on the – and LeBron is making uh, $60 million. <laughs> so he doesn't – I don't think they care. I think it's different. Yeah. I don't think these guys care. Well, I just, I just say personally, like those, those comments, I just didn't care at all. If anything, I just like rolled my eyes and like, all right, whatever. Well, yeah, it's expected. Let's, let's, let's spend the last, let's spend 10 minutes or so talking about the Raptors. Uh, Obviously me and you will were wrong on this. Kyle Lowry is, is gone. Yeah. I think to be honest with you, I don't think you want to, I don't, I don't know, but I don't think he wanted to leave. I think the Raptors just didn't want to give him a three year, $90 million contract. That's all it came down to. He wanted three years, and I think the Raptors are saying, I, I think the, they probably said, we'll give you one year, we'll give you $35 million for one year or something. And, 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 no. and, then, and then let's talk about it the next year. I think the Raptors just didn't kind of get buried in a big contract with, you know, if you're a team like Miami and you've basically got the core cemented and you can take on that contract, especially in a signing trade, it makes sense. But the Raptors are basically, you know, there isn't really even that much of a foundation right now. There's no. there's good pieces, but this team needs work. And in two years, I don't think you want to be buried under Kyle Lowry at $30 million. I, I'm pretty sure Masai would have said to him, like, can we go year to year? Or can we give you one year plus an option and then see what happens? And I think Kyle, knowing that he's 35, wanted the guaranteed money, and this was just oh, good for him. I would. No, but if, if if somebody, if a team puts that in front of you, how can you say no to 90 million guaranteed? Absolutely right? not. And I and, and I think that's this is why it was so amiable. Like everybody kind of knew it was on the table, and this wasn't going to last forever. Yeah, There's no hard feelings, and the Raptors helped him out. He wasn't going to get the 90 million dollars unless the Raptors did a signing trade. Why? Well, I don't understand that part. Why? No, no team has that money. Oh, that's to, why they needed to clear up the space. That's why. They needed, they needed so, who did the they get? They I never even saw like an official it, thing. It's not because it's not official until noon until Friday. Oh, and and, and right. the Raptors are kind of notoriously tight-lipped about this. Apparently, the big money coming back is Goran Dragic. And, and he said he would play. He said if if he, he would rather, he's asked if they could flip him to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, because who is it? Um, a guy from his country. I, I, Mongolian I, country. Yes, some Mongolian country. I'm going to say Djokovic, but he's a tennis player. So, but it sounds like that. Like, um, Russell Martin. Russell Martin and Anthony Ghost. 
anyway, he's asked if he could go to Dallas. I don't know if that's being worked on or not, but he's open to coming here. And then there's a center named Precious Achua. And I just, I want that jersey, but it has to say his first name and his last name. Uh-huh. And he's a center and there'll be picks coming back. Like it's, it's not a highlight real package, but it's a package. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. I, I, Ooh, I didn't well, even see this before. I, I told you, I've been completely offline. I didn't see that Ujiri signed. Yeah, I sent you all kinds of stuff. There's like I, um, I haven't looked at it. Today has been a, a gong show disaster, so I haven't read any messages. There's there's a very um, heartfelt, it's actually really nice. Like they put some production value into Ujiri mentioning that he's staying. Anyway, yeah, he's the vice chairman of Raptor. Or he's the vice chairman and president of the Toronto Raptors. And so, for some reason, he actually owns Newmarket now as well. Yes, yes. It has, you know, a timeshare on Markham. Yeah. But don't know what the title means, but it's a ton of power. And apparently, um, Buzz is... Um, $15 million. Is that what it says? Or you so just... it's, it doesn't say what the salary is, but uh, there's little chance he's not going to be earning $12 million a year. That's believed to be the high watermark set by Phil Jackson. And he could be in the $15 million range. Well, and, and so Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, has said it's a very large long-term deal. And Ujiri has said, I love it here and I'm here to stay. So I like I don't know if there's an indefinite timeline on this contract. I don't know if it's well, 10 it years. Here. It says here, and I was this is what I was trying to find this article because this is what I was thinking. Does being a vice chairman, so Larry Tannenbaum is the chairman, mean that Ujiri uh, is other than a salaried employee? Does it mean he is an owner? It, well, okay, so here's where it gets confused, not confusing, but complicated. Larry Tannenbaum is the chair of MLSE. Ujiri is the vice chair of the Raptors only. So Ujiri doesn't have anything to do with any of the other properties. He doesn't have any say in the Leafs the Argos, whatever, um, or um, TFC. It's it's Raptors only. So I don't know. It's it's almost like they've created like a sub position. Yeah, but for because, some reason, uh, he has full autonomy over the Oshawa Generals. I'm, I'm not sure why. It's but a good, that it's was... A, it's a good hockey club. Yeah, but it was worked into his contract somehow. Yeah, because I don't... I don't think there's a vice chairman on any of the properties. Like Brendan Shanahan isn't the vice chairman of the Leafs. Um, Doug Flutie or, or like, never mind, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a high profile Argo. I mean, yeah, uh, it was pin, Matt Dunigan. Pinball, Pinball Clemens is the GM, but he's certainly not a president, or I, I don't think the Argos would have a president. They have like, a valedictorian. A valedictorian. <laughs> I have to watch this, uh, whatever video it was. Was it what was posted on their Twitter? Yeah. I sent it to you. It's in, yeah. it's in our chat, too. I'll find it. But that's good news. So, good news. so uh, I mean, I, it makes me it makes me feel it makes me actually feel better even about the uh, about um, Kyle Lowry moving. Um, and I, and I think he, he probably has some sort of plan and the fact that he's saying, you know, I'm here to stay, um, after the run that they went on and they won a championship, I think they've earned themselves a few years of figuring it out. There's no, well, he's, he's kind of he, in the video. He kind of talks about that. And then on top of this too, um, 
he's got full open, I mean, he had it before, but I think it's more public now. He can go and do whatever he wants with the Giants of Africa. Yeah. Um, he's got full support from MLSE to work on that and to be there and dealing with that. So he's going to have his hands full. Um, but he said right in it, he keeps referring to Toronto as home. So he's not going anywhere. Where's kids and born here? He has little kids. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, the timeline would work. And he also said, I've said it before. We did it. And I'll say it again. And we'll do it. And that's that we will win a championship in Toronto. So he's got a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. He's got a long-term goal. This is what I've been kind of harping on for the last like eight episodes. Just tell us you're staying so that we can have confidence in the plan. That's all uh, it is. That's it. Like and, he, and, but, he could have he could have signed six weeks ago and gutted the roster, and everybody would have been okay with it. It's yeah. just now, you know, they picked the fifth-ranked guy with the fourth overall pick. They've traded Kyle for bits and pieces. They've got a disgruntled Siakam. They waived all of their RFAs. It's basically they burnt it down to the bones. And Masai coming out today and saying, I'm not going anywhere. You just feel a little bit better about it. But, but I think all. you have to be I think you have to be realistic. It, how many teams are there in the is there is there 30 or 32 teams in the NBA? I think it's 30. But there's more to that. Apparently during the season, he was approached by seven other sports franchises. Oh, no not way. tied to the NBA. Really? So he hey. had like guys like from the NFL and MLB. Uh, would, you, would you be, if they came out and said, uh, um, Masai is also running the Maple Leafs, I'd, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, I'd, yep. be, I'd be fine because yep. you know what he'd do? He'd, he'd hire the right people to deal with it. Exactly. So out of 30 teams in, in the NBA, you only have a couple who can be perennial contenders. I think they have, he has to be realistic in the Raptors. They're going to be the type of team that takes it down to the wood, builds up, catches lightning in a bottle, wins a championship or two, goes through that cycle over and over again. That's what well, it's going to be. And this team allows him to pursue his philanthropy on the That's outside right. yeah. because it's it's the right market for it. Again, he's highly invested in in Black Lives Matter. He's you know pushing for social equality and social justice. He's trying to build, he's building a basketball, competitive basketball league in Africa. He's building a professional women's basketball league in Africa. Like this guy is like the closest thing to Jesus. And you can't do that in Texas. You can't do that in Kansas City. You can't do that in Florida. You're not going to get the pull. You're not going to get the public support and you're going to have... I don't Governors. even think you could do it in New York. I don't even think you could do it the Knicks. They have a kind of a wacko owner. Well, James even... Dolan, yeah, James Dolan's yeah. a nightmare. You can't do it in Washington. So, like, being in Canada and kind of being in the secular society where, you know... We're and he's still buddies people. with Obama. He's still buddies with those people. Yeah, and, right? and, 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 you know, we're kind of good people here. We can kind of get behind him. And if, if you know, for three weeks we don't hear anything from Masai and we find out that he's been in Africa for three weeks working on his charity, no one's going to be like, oh, well, I don't like that. He should be here. Like it's, it's just, this is the right fit. And obviously they've worked out what needed to be worked out. And hopefully he's here for 20 years and, and can just kind of build and execute and rebuild and execute and rebuild and execute. And also, also in, in Toronto, if there was like a report, Masai found the crooked massage parlor, I think people would be like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah dude's stressed out. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, so, you, know, he, you know, he tipped her. Yeah. yeah. So I know you're you're dying to know. No, I'm not. Um, 
Yeah, I know. Nobody is. But the president of the Toronto Argos is Bill Manning. Who? Mm -hmm. Who is also president of the Toronto FC. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting. I looked this guy up. Um, He's got quite a resume. Like this guy. uh, Yeah. But anyway, he, he, uh, he worked for the like the Eagles, like the Philadelphia Eagles. He's worked for the Houston Rockets. It's a weird. So where, where did he go wrong? That's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird for him to end up uh, where you know with the two least desirable MLSC properties. But is that, are the Argos an MLSC property now? Yeah. Yeah. Tax yeah. write off. That's all they are. It, it, you know what it is? It's just to have some guaranteed content for TSN. Basically, that's all it is. And he also he played for the Puerto Rican national team. But 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 the but the nice thing about which sport or just like Puerto Ricans in general? (laughs) Yeah, the Puerto Rican long toss. We're going to talk about the CFL here for a second. But like the nice thing about them being owned by MLSC is that they're like literally a rounding error to them, money wise. It doesn't matter. Whether yeah, they yeah. make a fifty thousand or lose two hundred thousand or lose a million dollars oh. or make a million dollars, it doesn't matter. Well, what's the salary cap in the in the CFL? Isn't it something like a million dollars? Thirty-six grand. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I I'm not even joking. I think the salary cap for the team is a million dollars. But that, but that's my point. It's mm-hmm. to 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 a lesser degree. But the Blue Jays are even a rounding error to Rogers. Now imagine imagine uh, um, the Argos. It, it, it's totally irrelevant what they do. It's a toy. Yeah. But anyway, that's the extent of our CFL talk. Um, well, it started tonight. And that was, that was I, I don't know if I shared the tweet with you with Arash with Danny, where it's oh, CFL yeah. opening day. People are going like, to cry. Or... People are going to be crying. Oh, this shut up, Arash. Of, yeah, Arash, just like, stop. Anyway. Right? Go, go, go hug a vegan. Well, um, on that note... <laughs> Sorry, vegans. Um, I, I think guarantee that's all... we do not have any vegan listeners. We do not. Well, how, how the hell should I know? I don't know. Is I don't think Dania is a, a vegan. And is your mom a vegan? No, okay, well, no. My mom is not a vegan. And Dania drinks nine creams in her coffee. I, I actually I actually ordered a, an ice cap today, 99. Yeah, did you? Did they serve nine it in a bucket? They searched me in a bucket. <laughs> like, here you go. Anyway. <laughs> just, here, sir, put your, put your mouth under this nozzle. Because <laughs> I ordered it in Kentucky. <laughs> well, thanks for everything today, guys. I don't oh, know why I thanked you. That was like a really poor outro. But, it's um, awkward. It's awkward. Um, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll see. Yep. That's all, folks.